you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Woo! Let's get into it. <laughs> Just, you know, I got a little pep in my step. I have my, uh, I'm, I'm caffeinated, might get activated. So let's do it. Let's start with Vanderpump rules. Um, you know, you know how much I love Schwartz and this episode, ooh, he really knows how to kill a mood at that dinner with Katie. Oh, it was painful to watch. Also, like I want to issue a formal apology to Katie. I do get like, cause everyone's like, are we forgetting like, you know, she was a bit of a mean girl. I'm not saying she was like perfect and super nice, but I do think we were all gaslit by Schwartz and just by his charm. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just, we're seeing even before watch what happens live, we're just seeing a very different side of Schwartz. And I, I'm like, no wonder they end up divorced. No wonder Katie's like, I can't live my life like this. This isn't fair to myself. Like, I just, I feel bad for always like not really liking her in past seasons. I think the thing with Schwartz and I think those of us who love him still a little bit, have a piece of our heart with him is that he's so charming and so like lovable, likable, likable. He's so likable that we've like looked past through everything else. Cause we're like, Oh, Schwartzy, like whatever. But now that they're not together and hearing more of her side and just seeing how he was reacting with the whole Raquel thing, Rachel thing. And then Joe, like, I think now that they're broken up, it's like our, well, I'll speak for myself. It's like our blinders are a little bit more open and are just seeing things in a different light. When Katie started crying and he like continued to eat his steak, like what? (laughs) It was was almost like a, so. also he had a bit of a grin. Like, I don't know if he like felt like vindicated and like, oh good. She storms off. So now I can tell everybody it was awful. I don't, I don't know. Like when he was like, you're kind of a provocateur and all that. Like, first of all, I don't think he even knows what that word means. I think he just like heard it somewhere and was like, oh, I'm gonna try to use that in a sentence. Like it just, I, I don't know. I just felt really bad for her. And it seemed like almost like that was his goal. Like, I felt like he was like purposely trying to piss her off. Yeah. And I, it's like at the end of the day, she wants to be heard. And I will say her confessional where she said, you know, I think he loved me, but I don't know that he ever liked me. It was like very heartbreaking. Like, yeah. How sad is that? That's like really, really sad. And, you know, we'll continue to get into that. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. We'll talk about that. Watch what happens live appearance on our Patreon. So you'll hear all our thoughts about that. But let's move on. Um, 
James and Ariana, I was actually very surprised, pleasantly surprised that James apologized to Ariana and like, he must really respect her to quickly like, be like, oh shit, that was bad. I was bad. I was in the wrong. I was, I couldn't believe that he just quickly was like, Ariana, I'm sorry. Like it didn't require her to be like, you know, we didn't have to fight. Like why, you know, like she didn't really have to say anything. He was just like, I'm sorry. I I agree. Like I was like, whoa, this is this is not a side of James you ever see. And I'm not going to say like, oh, no, like he really has changed. I think, like you said, it's just he really respects and values Ariana, um, which I think also then goes to show why the entire cast, when Scandal hit, even though like regardless, I think just looking at what happened, everybody would take Ariana's side. But I, I think like you see how quickly James wanted to maintain a friendship with her. It just emphasizes like what a good person she is. And I feel like we've said this before too, but like in everyone who's had an encounter with Ariana, like fans gone to, you know, Tom, Tom in the past, like I've not heard one person say, oh, she brushed me off or she didn't even talk to me. Like she talks to everybody and is just so sweet and so genuine. And you can just, I, you can just understand why everybody wants to be friends with her on the show. Oh yes. Hands down. One of the nicest, if not the nicest Bravo lab we've ever encountered and met. And I like everything, I co-sign everything you're saying, just super genuine, gorgeous, lovely, like doesn't make you feel like you're bothering her in any sort of way. So yeah, I think to everything you're saying and like that moment, I can see how like James, like would ride hard for her. And I mean, I feel like James and Lala are like a duo (laughs) you don't want to mess with when it comes to like the comments and the chirping. Like, so I'm eager to see how they back her up at the reunion, but that is to come. Um, The preferred pool conversation. I feel like that was an SNL skit. I mean, Rachel's an idiot. (laughs) How did you not know Sheena, like, like she really thought Sheena was serious. Like, I think even Sheena was like, I, oh my, as she's like talking to her, she's like, you actually did it. Like, and I get, had we not known everything we know now, I get why like Sheena's like, I kind of love she did it. Like what a good friend. Like she didn't even question it. She was just like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her and tell her that you can't go to the pool. But also like anybody who's been to a resort, it, it's not up to the bride to be like, I'm kicking you out of this tower. So now you're not preferred. Like if you bought that, when you bought like booked your room, you still have that privilege. I thought it was funny when she's like, we walked right up and got to get right into the pool. Like no big deal. Yeah. It was just like so cringy in the way she was like trying to explain it. And she's like, yeah, she just doesn't want you. Um, She'd prefer that you're not at the preferred pool. And it was just like the entire conversation. And Katie's like, you came up here to tell me this. Like what? Like it is so comical. So I was uh, very amused by that. And I mean, oh, my God. Um, Brock's bachelor party was giving to me. So my husband's fraternity in college, um, that was the vibe. <laughs> His fraternity was that bachelor party. There would be guys in Speedos. There would be just, I don't know, some touching and joking and all of that. But Your that husband's was fraternity was, yeah, a little more... They were like, it's funny because they were like so bro, but they also like very affectionate and like very like close with the bros. Um, But anybody who attended Mizzou, they were the fraternity that the second it was 51 degrees, they were all shirtless on the front lawn. And I hope that tradition can still still continue today so that everybody knows what we're talking about. Yes, yes. And I would say, you know, I don't want to be offensive in any 
way, but there was no, nothing like intimate happening. It just, oh, just yeah. group of dudes hanging out. So um, it, it, Brock's party was giving that to me. I, of course, love James Kennedy's impersonation of Brock <laughs> and the kangaroo. I think he called them the kangaroos. Um, I was thoroughly tickled by that. I thought it was really funny. Um, at that party, we see Schwartz trying to flirt with someone, which was so cringy to watch because I'm, I'm like, Schwartz, you don't really have to like, you're a cute guy. You don't really have to do much. Like just talk and don't, you know, comment on someone's eyebrows. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Right? It was weird. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly thought I thought it was kind of weird to do the whole bachelor bachelorette party thing in Mexico. I don't know. I thought like, I just, I get it. I guess everyone's together. It's the best way to do it. But like, I don't know. I feel like I thought it were like leading up to my wedding. I'd rather just have like a bunch of parties with everyone, like all together. Like, so I could yeah. see both, like both sides, but yeah. Well, um, to Lala's point, it's like, how many parties are there? It was like the welcome party. Then it's a bachelorette <laughs> party. And then there was like the white party or whatever, like so many parties. And sometimes you do just kind of want, like, you're already there for the wedding. I get like, ha- ha- I've, I've had a destination wedding. So I get the need to want to entertain your guests, but also this is kind of a vacation for them too. So like, just let them hang out. I don't know. Well, I'm um, like, you're all at the resort anyway. Like, I feel like for yours, there wasn't a, like, we were having dinner at this place at this time. Like people like kind of ate on their own, but we all met up. I mean, there's like only like three bars. So we all, you'd all meet up at the same bar at the same resort, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought, so uh, at um, Sheena's bachelorette party, Lala had this kind of heart to heart with Allie and I actually felt like she was coming from a good place. I think, I think she was giving her really solid advice. Allie's young. You know, I think, I know James gets upset. He's like, here we go saying that I'm, you know, Randall and comparing me to Randall. I don't think it was necessarily like a James is going to turn into a Randall, you know, watch out. It was more like, don't lose who you are. Like you're, you're a strong person. You're a good person. Like, I just felt like she was more like, kind of saying like, like, here are the mistakes I've made in relationships. And I want to help you not make the same ones because it's easy to do when you're young and you're dating somebody that is a big personality and all this. I I thought it was very solid, good life advice who I think isn't Allie like 24 or 25. Like, no, she's older than that. She's like 27, 28. Oh, she, she gives me 24 vibes. Well, I think she has like a very like baby voice face. like yeah. a baby i don't know a baby face no but she's old she's older than we all thought okay well anyway i just thought good solid life advice that it is a little bit odd knowing that they're like because isn't lala 30 um, they're really not that far apart yeah they're they're not that far apart well i mean lala has lived a lot from her sobriety and whatnot but what my takeaway was in her confessional i don't remember the way that she, lala worded it but she said like James can make you feel like I forgot how she phrased it just to not get misconstrued with that. And I was like, damn, I feel like those two are end game. I don't know. Yeah, I, you keep saying that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel I like know. I just see it. I think they just get each other. I think if James were to be so I think if they were in their 40s and they were both single, I would not be shocked if they were together. Yeah, I think knowing Lala wants more kids, I just don't see James stepping up and being like a daddy, mature. a daddy, <laughs> but like being like just like mature and responsible. Like he very much loves 
the things he loves and getting to do what he wants when he wants it. And I, I don't know. And I know people can change. I just, I don't know if I see that happening quick enough. for the, Maybe the we'll timeline. do a poll. We'll do a poll. Let's do a poll. Let's um, do a poll and figure it out. Let's talk about the Muppet impersonation. Oh first. my God. <laughs> I'm like, just like replaying it in my head. It was so first of all, it was weird. Ter- it was so weird. It was terrible. Um, it's just funny because like I keep saying, like, if we didn't know what we know, I'd just be like, okay, that was kind of weird. But like knowing what I know now, <laughs> I, I full on I actually believe the affair happened way earlier than August. Um, that was the timeline that Schwartz threw out at Watch What Happens Live. I think it was like going on wedding and so like I don't know just as they're filming these confessionals it's like you were sleeping with Sandoval like it just the fact that she like could do these interviews and like throw all these people under the bus and make it seem like all these other people were terrible while she was doing I don't know well she was it is crazy actually I had this conversation with someone last night she they were like the confessionals are filmed after they filmed and by the time you're right when she filmed it she had been sleeping with Sandoval. So it's very like diabolical kind of behavior to kind yeah. of double down on that and then do this weird ass impersonation. And she's like, Katie's such a bitch. I'm like, well, honestly, I'd say you're a bigger bitch, but okay. You know, like it just it was, very it was weird. weird. It was it was weird. I don't know. That was that I could have done without that impersonation. Okay. So Schwartz again. So Lala, Katie, and Christina Kelly are having dinner together. Short starts like spying on them. <laughs> I think he was, thought it was funny, but it honestly was very creepy. And then he comes on over, talks to them, um, and asks Katie if she will trim his armpit hairs. I thought he was like joking at first. Like, and then like then I realized by her face, I'm like, oh, he really means this. Like, first of all, after that dinner, why would you like even think? I, like, why would you think she'd want to do anything nice for you? You know, like he called her to tell her to come back and she hung up on him. Like, I feel like message received Schwartz. It was just so weird. It was so weird. And it's like, you know, I feel like it probably gave us again, a sampling of their marriage. It's like when it's something for him, convenient for him, when he needs something, he's willing to do that. But it's like, I'm so, I was so glad she was like, no, like, <laughs> No, I'm not married to you anymore. I don't need to trim your armpit hair. Figure it out, which is so, I don't know. That was bizarre. But Vanderpump continues to give us more of the Easter eggs. We are going to dive into all the Scandal updates, including that Watch What Happens Live appearance from Tom Schwartz. But that will be on our Patreon. Sorry, guys. But check out our Patreon if you want to hear our thoughts on that. New Jersey. I just can't get into it this season. I mean, like- it's, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. So we start with, um, Rachel Fuda, the Fudas they're talking and they have all these businesses and I would immediately, there's like a burger joint, a tile valet. And she's like, you know, talking about how she's more corporate and her husband is more like street smarts. And I'm sitting here thinking, are we watching Ozark? <laughs> Are you all money laundering? Like what is happening? It it definitely, I was like, oh, this is like, well, let's invest in the little motel. Let's invest in the funeral home. Like, yeah, it, it did seem a little like red flag going off. And I think we all have like spidey senses when it comes to New Jersey, like housewife and house husband businesses, just given 
the past. And just given what's going on with, I mean, housewives in general from Jen Shaw and Erica Jane, and you know, and of course, Teresa and Joe, but like, it just, yeah, I was like, Ooh, this seems spread flag. It could be very legitimate, but it just seems odd to be investing in all these random things. Oh yeah. It just seemed, it just felt so random. Um, we saw, we continue to see the Gorgas, the development of their disaster home. Um, you know, as they were doing that walkthrough, I was like, this continues to reaffirm that their house was truly designed by them and that <laughs> they didn't have like an architect. Like Melissa thinks she's like good at this and how she's designing it. And Joe is strictly a builder. And I just think it kind of shows us they're, they were all in, in that monstrosity of a home. <laughs> so bad and now they're like trying to fix it and like we keep you know people are driving by and taking pictures and it's it seems like it's getting uglier yeah which is i mean oh my god i can't that can be a whole nother podcast at home i really can i I can go on and on okay i want to get your thoughts on what went down with dina and her husband so from joey gorga's perspective louis um and dina's or sorry Teresa and dina's friendship fizzled when louis tried to go into business with Dina's husband, and then their relationship went south. They are now saying that's not true. Like, what's your perspective on Dina and Teresa's relationship? Um, Dina hasn't made a statement, has she, about the friendship? She hasn't, but it feels like people on Teresa's side kind of have. But I, we yeah. haven't heard from her. I yet. feel like no comment is the comment. Like, I think if they still were really good friends, she would like. We would see them in pictures. She would defend it. It would be out there. Um, so I do think their friendship is obviously not what it once was, which you can, I mean, she wasn't a bridesmaid. There's all these things. Um, I think, I mean, I do think it has to do with a, a business dealing with Louie. That's the only, I mean, the timing of it's weird. It's the only thing that really makes sense. Um, I, 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 and let's be honest, like we know Louie's a bad businessman. You can look him up. There are several lawsuits against him. Um, so it's not like he's like, this angel coming in and all of a sudden people are throwing accusations out there. Um, yeah, I think, I, I do think that's what caused the relationship to end. And honestly, it's probably what Louis wants. Like, I mean, he, from everything we've heard, we don't know 100% firsthand, but he is but the definition of a narcissist. And so isolating her from the people that she's known for a long time and could influence her is part of his, you know, plan. And so I think it works out perfect that, Dina is no longer friends with Teresa in Louie's mind. Yeah, a hundred percent. Dirty Louie's at it again. Um, and you know, then, you know, the women, um, came over to Polly's house, Dolores's home, and they did a coffee reading. I'm like enough. This is becoming a housewife trope are these damn Turkish coffee <laughs> readings. I'm like, this is another thing we're doing. Um, I, I wouldn't, well, I'm throwing shade, but then again, I would like love to attend something like that. It'd be fun. But you think the woman did research? Oh, I, I, there's no way this was just a psychic that just knew all these things. Like too much stuff was thrown out. Like there were just too many things she was fed or she looked stuff up the endorsement thing that the, what she said about Jennifer, what she said about, um, Dolores and the Dolores and Mar. It's just like, okay. Like, and even when it got to Danielle, like it was just like, okay, there's, I just don't think. And remember what other, was it New York that did this? There was another franchise that did it and that did the tea thing, um, the coffee thing. And I've seen it on other like reality shows too, where they've done it in the past. And 
it's never that specific. I've also like, I've gone to like psychics and mediums. They're like, they're never that, like that was really, really specific. It usually isn't like that detailed. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm with you on that one. It was ultimate girls trip. The Berkshire, that's the right. Berkshire's they did. That's it. right. Yes. And yeah, no, it's, yeah, I'm with you on that, but it's, you know, entertainment. I, I kind of laughed how it turned into a fight of, you know, Jennifer fed her information. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. I maybe she fed herself information. Like it's not that hard to Google y'all and kind of know what's going on in your lives. Um, no Teresa in this episode, which is, I always find interesting when you don't have like these OGs and these people that make the show. Did you feel like her presence was missing or do you feel like it wouldn't have added anything? I don't think it would have added anything. I like, it wasn't a great episode either way. In my opinion, I like, I feel like, I feel like this is going to be like a a long season. I mean, we're still talking about Danielle and Rachel. Like they're still like less stupid. I'm like, let the fucking mouse go. Yeah. I like, I was just like, Oh, so I don't think Teresa could have added anything. I don't, I really don't know how they turn this season around. They're going to have to, I just don't know how. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they will. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's end this on that, there. on that note, summer house, um, Some very enthusiastic note about New Jersey. Yeah. Oh my okay. gosh. I don't know why Carl and Lindsay keep going to the house every weekend. I, I mean, at this point, they want to leave within either. five minutes of hanging out. And also like my husband was watching it with me summer house and, you know, they get to the bar after having the guys night and girls night. And within like five minutes, Carl's like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, well, I need a timestamp. What are you exhausted from? You were just chilling at the house. Like it wasn't like, I don't know. Maybe they had a long day at the pool. I'm forgetting about, I don't know, but I was just like, what are you so tired from? Like everyone just started hanging out. And I, and this was before Lindsay was even like, you know, cause she, she, I think she ended up being ready to go, but I was like, you're both exhausted from what? Like make an effort to be around these people and, or stop going. Like, why are you wasting your weekends with people you don't want to hang out with? You'd rather just sit in your room, calling each other, babe, curled up, watching Netflix, do that at home, save yourself the drive. Yeah, no, it just, I don't know. It's lacking here. I also feel like when we get into the Danielle and Lindsay of it all, it feels to me that they're both, they're both being so stubborn and in this fight and they're both hurt. And instead of talking to each other, they're talking to other people. And I think because they get in other people's heads, you know, they each hear that they're talking about mad, bad mouthing each other. And they won't get to the root of it. I think the cause of the issue, I think we've all had a friend who gets in a relationship and they're, um, especially like when, before a lot of us were married, I'm thinking back, you know, when, um, in my late twenties, I think it is hard when a friend kind of isolates themselves and their world kind of becomes someone's relationship and you miss that person. And then on the reverse, I think Danielle is unhappy in her relationship. Um, It's not going the way she wants. And she feels hurt by Lindsay because she's always been there for her. So I, I mean, I don't know. It kind of feels like we're seeing a friendship breakup where they're kind of outgrowing each other. But I feel like if it weren't for the show and them hearing how they talk about each other, I think they'd still be friends. 
Yeah. They, or I think they'd find a way to like resolve. I They're both just so focused and concerned with winning this fight, this, you know, like they want everyone on their side. And so like, kind of like you said, they're going around talking to everybody, but it's like, they're just like pinpointing certain things in the conversation and saying it to other people. It's like, they're so like, so focused on being right and winning this, this argument that they're not even hearing what the other one is saying. I actually think at the end of the day, they both actually, what's causing this fight is they both need and want each other's support, love, and approval. Lindsay wants more of Danielle's approval and support when it comes to her relationship with Carl. And Danielle wants more of Lindsay's like support and love when it just comes to their friendship and being involved in her life and wanting to do things together. It's like, they both kind of want the same thing, but they're just not hearing each other and not listening. And it's, it's sad, but I do, I really do feel like they will, I think this is gonna be kind of like a Stasi. Katie, Kristen thing. Like we will see them all reconcile if it's not before the wedding. I think when Lindsay, um, gets pregnant and becomes a mom, I could see, I think it just takes certain life events. I could see Danielle being like, I don't want to miss out on this. Like we've been friends for so long. This is so important to you. I don't want to miss not knowing your child. And then I think then they'll like, at some point they will end up friends. So. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I really, I hope so. I think I love them. I've always loved their friendship. We both like love both of them. We are, I was dreading this season because I didn't want to necessarily pick a side. And as I'm seeing this play out, I don't really have a side. I think they're both. I don't know. I just, I'm like, y'all need to stop being so damn stubborn and talk. So that's that's how I feel about it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Corey and Sam. So I felt bad for Sierra's trying to put out some feelers for Corey, but we know now that Corey and Sam end up being end game. Um, Did you feel, you know, I know you have mixed feelings about Corey, him joining the house. Did you feel like that was needed? His energy? We need more dudes. Yeah. Like it, like having Krug there, having Corey there, it was welcomed. Like, I feel like we just, it's so girl heavy. We needed some guys in there. He definitely brought like a sense of silliness and levity to the house that was needed. Surprisingly, I was happy Corey was there and I'm not a Corey fan. So I was was here for it. I was all the reasons you mentioned, I was here for it. And it turns out um, Kyle commented on this, but there were some permit issues. And that's why we haven't been seeing the theme parties so much. Um, Eventually they get them resolved. So I think the second half of the season, we'll see more of the parties pick up. Um, I did have a chuckle. So I uh, have always been the friend that doesn't drink coffee. Um, I've always been, you know, like I drink chais, I don't like coffee, but recently I realized, you know what? I like espresso martinis and Kyle, Kyle looked at me, my husband, and he's like, Vanessa, if you like espresso martinis, you like coffee. That's very heavy coffee taste. It definitely does. Yeah. So then I was laughing at Corey and Sam with their conversation because that they sounded like me. And, but I also want to tell them you guys are full of shit and you like coffee. You probably just like iced coffee. Yeah. Do you like iced coffee? You know, I'm starting to dabble. I'm like drinking right now a chai with a shot of espresso. Yeah. And I, I like it. I think Kyle is like you, I think you just like it iced. Um, I have a coworker like that who will like, just doesn't like hot coffee. But anyway, I mean, and not that you have to like coffee. I just, espresso martinis are delicious. All right. It's like, the only thing you have to be careful of is you do forget that they're caffeinated. So like after like 
one or two. If you want another, get a decaf. Otherwise you will be like, I've had it where I'm like, my eyes were open. I couldn't fall asleep until like 4 a.m. And oh, Kyle had one. We were recently in Vail and he drank like six. Did he fall asleep that night? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I'm like, your yeah. heart had been like pounding out of your chest. I'm That's, like, what are yeah. you doing? He definitely had a heart. drink. You drink fast. No. Oh, he chugged it too. No, he was just like drinking them quick, like yeah, quickly just and kept it. getting yeah. another one. I mean, it's so hard because they're so good, but you do need to like limit yourself or switch to decaf. Um, just a little word of the wise from the moms. Uh, yes. Some mom advice. Will, I, oh, go ahead. Will Paige move to Charleston? What's your take on that? Yeah, I don't. I, well, yes, because I think I'm sure you can raise a family in New York. People do it. But I do think like the sense of like the family and like the childhood that Craig wants to give his kids, they'll get more of that in Charleston versus New York. And Paige strikes me as the person who like isn't going to move to the burbs or out to Connecticut. Like she's going to be in the city or not like an all or nothing. I do think they keep some sort of like condo or apartment. Um in like Manhattan, because I mean, I don't think money's an issue for either one of them. So when they combine together, I think they'll do just fine. I think but, she'll move too. I think, you know, we've seen her doing like home rental projects at Craig's house. Like, I think she'll definitely eventually move there. And also like, if you don't like Charleston, oh, then you the really don't want to live <laughs> outside the city. You know what I mean? I'm like, Charleston's such a quaint, likable town. It's and it's so like romantic and rich with history. And yeah, I love Charleston. Um, yeah, I just I I see I think when you look at what Paige does, she could do it anywhere. Craig, you know, with his store, with his like team, his business team. I don't know, is his law firm still going on? We haven't seen that. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, but when you look at like what he what he does, it'd be better for him to remain in Charleston. And I think so I do I think that will end up happening. I kind of like that they're not rushing into anything though. And they were like, I know he said he's ready to like, you know, have discussions about like moving in together and getting engaged soon. But I kind of like that. They're just like taking their time and enjoying just being in a relationship. I do think sometimes there comes too much of a focus of like, what are we going to do next? When are we going to get engaged? When are we going to get married? When are we going to have kids? When are we going to, you know, it's like, just enjoy it. It goes a lot faster than you realize. So I, I like seeing that they're enjoying it. Same, same. Um, but yeah, overall good. Uh, like when I'm ranking all the episodes this week, I would go Vanderpump one, a summer house, one C New Jersey five. And in Ooh. between is the other stupid shit I watch on TV. <laughs> I just, it was a bad, it was a bad Jersey week, but it, I mean, we're else. just not feeling Jersey guys. We're being honest. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have this podcast, we, or we, wouldn't Instagram, we wouldn't be watching it. I know this about you and I, I love that we're on the same page about this actually. Usually we're not, not into it, not yeah. into it. So I'm with you girl I'm with you, but huh. let's talk about something we can both get excited about our shout out. Okay. Are you going to go first or do you want sure, me to? Sure. I can go first. All right. You go um, first. My shout out. I want to give my shout out to the women's NCAA basketball. I thought all the drama between Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark was bullshit. Um, and also I think it's just sports. I think if a male were to do it, 
we wouldn't think about it. I think if a white male would have done it, we wouldn't be have talking about it. It's just fucking sports guys. So I just, I like the attention around women's sports and the empowerment behind it, but I hate that what these women have done and how these teams drew in the ratings and like the competitiveness and all that. I hate that it was taken away by people's commentary over the, you can't see me, John Cena hand face movement. Um, but I want to, I just, I want, I'm all about women empowerment, raising two little girls. I like that they can look and watch these two teams compete at, at such a high level. And I'm, I'm here for it in that sense. My jaw is on the ground. One, you guys, Vanessa knows usually nothing about sports. So the fact that she knew the teams, the players, uh, my jaw's on the ground. Also, my jaw's on the ground because I was going to give my shout out to Kim Mulkey, who is the coach of LSU, because I love that she is like passionate, energetic, fiery, wears whatever she wants on the court and like owns it. And yeah, are her outfits crazy? But like, if there was ever a housewife that was going to coach basketball, it's Kim Mulkey. But the other thing I loved about her is she did a great job of celebrating, complimenting her team while also giving a great shout out to Caitlin Clark from Iowa, who I think anybody who's watched basketball, male or female, you cannot not watch her and think we're watching one of the greatest basketball players of our time, male or female. Like she is so like, she just dominates. If you're not going to guard her close, she's going to take the shot and she's going to make the three. And if you guard her close, she's quick and she's going to drive right past you. Like it's so fun watching her play. And so it was, I agree. It was such a great women's NCAA fun fact when it was in Kansas city, I think in 1997, um, I, went to the final four. Um, and it was back in the day with UConn and Tennessee when they were always going to head to head Tennessee won that year. Um, but I have a special place in my heart for March Madness, but especially the women's side. I think people forget that the women's basketball is just as much fun in March. So, wow. What a random, like t- completely unplanned. We never tell each other. I'm really shocked that we both went with the same thing. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of got looped in because I was hearing about the controversy And once I got into it, I'm like, this is complete, utter bullshit. This is because she's a black woman. And like, I just, I hated all the negative talk. I'm like, this is all bullshit. This is two women competing at a high level and it's sports. And if these were men, if it was a white male, I was like, this would be a non-issue. But all the points that we've already discussed, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Shout out to Clark for being asked about it in the interview and saying, I think everybody went to this game expecting there to be some trash talk. We're both competitors. Like she's like, I don't think anything wrong was done. So I I like that. They're both like standing by the fact that like you guys are trying to make this into something and you're trying to make it, you know, angel versus Clark. And that's not Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Like it's not, that's not what it is. And they're, and they're not going to stand for it. Um, and also Kim Mulkey did a great job of shutting that down too. So I think it's like, I liked seeing the women's basketball community, like come together and be like, no, you're not going to be able to do this to us. The media can try, but we're going to make our statements. So shout out to just, yeah. Women's women. Yeah. Women love it. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, on the topic of supporting women, you guys can support the two of us. Um, there's two ways you guys can do that. One the easy and free way. Leave us a five-star rating or written review. I see those reviews coming in, good or bad. Um, We're so close to 700. 
help us get there. We're so close. We're at 670 right now. So please, please help us. It makes the world's difference more than you realize. And then if you want to support us monetarily and skip your Starbucks, um, join Patreon. Patreon, we're going to be talking about all things Scandaball. So if you guys, you know, we get a lot of DMs from y'all and you're like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Well, Patreon's the place where we mention it all. So join Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.